You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions on the show are always expressed with a certain joie de vivre. Please consult a doctor before listening, as laughter can be infectious. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your top-down, wind-in-your-hair, Saturday morning automotive thrill ride. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, but right now, love us on Zoomer Radio. It's sundown weather, top-down weather. Top-down weather, <laughs> yeah. with, the, with the, the wind not in our hair, because, you know, our hairlines. Well, I don't, I don't have a convertible. Yeah, well, it's, sometimes I have a convertible. A couple of weeks ago I did, and it was lovely. Yes, 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 yes. It's great. You know, we don't get that opportunity all that often. But, oh, it's funny. Years ago I, I did have one, but the car had no air conditioning. Okay. Um, and I thought you'd put the top down, but then it would be worse. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I said, I don't get the deal here, you know. it's. Uh, but then it w- was weird, you know, because you said, hang on. So people are driving it with the top down and the air on? I, I, you know what? It was so hot a couple of weeks ago when yeah. I was driving. It was it was really hot, and I, I not only did I drive it with the air conditioning on, but I also had the ventilated seats on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. We talk about normally having battery issues on vehicles, you know, when it's deadly cold outside. But we're going to find out from our friends at uh, CAA that there's also a problem when the cars are hot. Absolutely, heat, heat. Uh, you know, across all automotive systems, heat is one of the big enemies. Actually, and I was reading too, which kind of surprised me on on EV. Mm-hmm. Because we know that if if you have an EV in Canada in the wintertime, you're going to lose at least 25%. At least. Yes. Yep. Uh, but apparently they're losing that same amount when it's real hot out. Absolutely. So the, 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 the battery packs have an optimal temperature range. So not only do they have to keep them in that range in the winter, so they've right. got to heat them, but in the summer, they've got to keep them cool. You know, it's so complicated. You know, I, 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 and I'm a mechanic, but I didn't take any electrical courses yet, but... But talk about battery temperature and having to warm it up before you charge it. And I'm going, wow, this is still pretty complicated. It, it, the, the EVs are very, very complicated, Al. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be interesting when when uh, a lot of these cars have to be repaired and those systems have to be repaired. Brakes and tires are one thing. Yes. But imagine repairing electrical, like battery-related systems. And apparently, um, as much as there were people who were hot for these cars and lined up, uh, it's slowing down, and one of the major manufacturers has had to reduce prices. Well, two actually have to reduce their prices. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, EV inventories are going up across the board, which I'm sure we'll talk about during the show. And uh, also joining us in a little bit is Maureen Harquail from Omvec. Yes, I saw on Facebook last week there was these warning, warning, warning. Uh, these fellows up in Barrie decided that they were going to have their own personal auction, and um, it was not regulated. Oh, really? Yes, yes. Isn't that interesting, Al? <laughs> Who knew you can't have a car auction? Well, I have cars. Need to sell. <laughs> in, in, your, in your backyard. <laughs> hey, I found this car in a container. What do you think? Well, <laughs> well, well they, they seem to be finding them every week. <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly. Containers and cars. Oh, is, yeah, there, I think I read about another uh, car theft ring that was broken up uh, in the last week. Oh, in fact, I heard yesterday there was a truck ring that was broken. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, yeah. I saw that neighborhood thing, you know, which is 
I find a bit of a pain. You know, everybody complaining about their dogs pooping and stuff. You know? <laughs> like, who cares? Come on, give me a break. I, you know? I, I don't have that app. My, <laughs> my, my wife has it, and she tells me about the absurd, absurdities on it. There's strangers knocking at my door. I don't know what to do. You know? Yeah, well. <laughs> don't answer the door. That, that's it's pretty really easy. easy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Some, yeah. <laughs> or, or people, people will drop someone else's poo in their in their their organic bin. I mean, it's just really crazy. Oh, like, get a life. Yeah, move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, as a matter of fact, speaking of satisfaction, apparently, you know, these cars have new toys and can do tons of things, but if they're not working like they should, or if you don't really want them, people aren't terribly satisfied with that. I, I think people are pushing back a little bit. Exactly. All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage. we got lots of uh, preventative maintenance tips. we got lots of information and um, a few laughs, too. So stick around. Me and Brian will be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman, and it is a lovely day. It is. It, it is. It is. Great driving day this morning. Had fun on the way down. And so everything worked? Yeah, everything worked. So I was driving the one of my probably, it's probably my favorite car I've driven this year, the, the Honda Civic Type R. It's, oh, oh it, I thought you were talking about the SL. No, no, that was a couple weeks okay, ago. Okay, okay. So I've already forgotten about that one. Um, the, the the Type R is lovely, lovely car. A little extreme for most people, but uh, had, a, had a great time. And extreme is what? Does it mean, mean uh, uncomfortable or funky looking? A, or? Lot, a lot of people would find it uncomfortable. Very deep bucket seats. Right. Uh, lowered, stiffened suspension. Lots of power. Uh, mm-hmm. Makes a little bit of a noise. And uh, has a big wing on the back, so it looks like I'm a child. But that's, that's another story for another day. Uh, and what what I like about Honda is, even though this is a, a 2023 model, mm-hmm. the infotainment system is very simple, very straightforward. Climate control, very simple, very straightforward. Easy to use, no problems. Well, you know, and, and getting back to people with satisfaction and, and, and dropping, I, I mean, the old talk in the industry was the more toys you got in the car, the more things there are to break. Precisely. Yeah. So what's happening? What's happening now with a lot of manufacturers, um, and and it's across the range, mm-hmm. uh, from Ford to Mercedes. Like this Mercedes SL I was driving a couple of weeks ago, they put everything into the one central screen. Mm-hmm. Almost everything is controlled through this big screen, and so you can imagine as a mechanic how problematic that is. Well, right, especially if the screen goes black. What do we do? That, that that's it. What do you, <laughs> you know? I, I want to check for codes. I want to get some data. I can't. No, yeah. no, and and you know everything is in there. The climate controls are in there. Navigation, of course, radio, all your media controls. But in this case, the switch for the roof because mm-hmm. it's a convertible right. is built into that screen as well. Not, it's not a physical switch like the door, the right. the window switches, but it's built into that screen, and it's incredibly uh, annoying. I just want to get in a convertible, hit a button, and have that roof drop. That's are, all I wanted to do. No, same thing. Like it, it, you know, and as far as your heater controls, or as far as you know, uh, radio. Like uh, we we had this um, this really nice generic lady. The generic no old. I can't say <laughs> what, what's the word. Anyway, really old lady. <laughs> really uh, old, lovely lady though. I mean, I I really liked her. Um, but 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 she she came in a, quite a few times. She said, oh, you know, you're going to think I'm stupid. I said, no, I don't think you're stupid. I it, it, you're right. It's complicated and. Because actually, it was a Honda. They they took out the volume control. They did. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's back now. Yes. Yes. So they they actually listened to the, to the customers. A few years ago, they took out the volume knob. Uh, I can't remember what year that was. I'm I'm going to say 2015, 2016 on a lot of the models. Right. And it took three or four years, and they're all back now. Well, same thing with the heater fan, you know, or temperature control. It's that, like, that's right. In fact, I saw some tests last past winter. They did, did a whole bunch of cars. I think it was in Sweden, and they were giving the the drivers 
we, we need you to do this. Here's a couple of functions we need you to perform. And they timed people on how long it took them to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and they were supposed to be driving, obviously, at the same time. And it went anywhere from 30 seconds to three minutes, you know, to, to perform the same function. You're going, yeah, you're supposed to be concentrating on the road. Exactly. <laughs> you know, nothing, nothing works properly like a good volume knob. No, exactly. And, and, you know, people are not happy. And then they've done a study. J.D. Power did it. Jill McIntosh was reporting from uh, driving.ca. And um, apparently some of these companies uh, have failed now or, or are dropping in, in, their, uh, in their success over these things for, for two years already. And they're mm-hmm. saying that, that's, that's a, a bad sign. It's like, I mean, because in the past, if someone said, hey, you're, you know, you're having an issue, well, they'd get the engineers on it and try to fix it right away. But it, it, uh, either it's not that easy or they haven't responded. Well, I think you know what's what's happening is a lot of manufacturers have this. They, they want to put these big iPads in the in the dashboards, right. and even if they're not that big, they're still all touchscreens, and and they they force a lot of functions into those screens, and they're not as easy to navigate as as an iPad, for example. Right. So, you know, Apple has the resources to develop you know phones and iPads with great interfaces. Mm-hmm. Car companies have a lot fewer resources than a company like Apple does to develop a great interface. Mm. And this is what we're left with. I think what this is, it, with with less satisfaction uh, across the board, uh, across all automakers, it's a reaction to these kind of systems. Because, that, like I said earlier, nothing works so well as a, as a simple volume knob. Right. And when you throw all of these functions into a touchscreen, and, and the interface is not... Uh, it, it, it's not logical. It causes problems for people. Right. It, it, you know, it's it's like assembling IKEA furniture. You know, by the time you get the last piece done, you figure out what their system is and what these things, these symbols mean. You know. <laughs> yes. uh, but I'm the same way. I mean, because I I, I I have a um, a Samsung phone, and if somebody gets me their iPhone, I go, oh, how do you, how does this work? <laughs> you know? And 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 as easy as it is, I mean, until you adapt to their way of thinking, you don't know what they're talking about. Right. And right. the cars here, and so same thing with the car now. And you know, this is the thing: car, you're supposed to be paying attention to driving. And if you're fooling around with these menus and submenus on the, your touch screen, you're not paying attention to driving. Right, and that takes away from the time that you're spending on your phone at the same time. You know? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I watched the guy today. It really blows me away. And that's the one thing about being in a high, vehicle that's a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. And this guy's crawling down the, the the passing lane down the parkway and the phone is like right right here you yes know? he wasn't trying to hide it no and i went put the phone down oh my god yeah the, uh yesterday or the day before around the corner from my house i saw a guy accelerating mm-hmm. ex- like notably accelerating yeah, yeah. here and he's got the phone in front of his face i'm like this is bad news well i guess he had google maps or ways <laughs> it was telling <laughs> him to go to faster which way to go <laughs> yeah yeah that's the one thing i it, it took me a while to realize that but uh on, on my uh, when i use ways there's a little light that'll flash and i'm going what's that link flashing oh you're speeding that's why yes. it's flashing yes. hello it's only a 50 50 kilometer zone and you're going 60 so you better slow down so uh speaking of slowing down we're going to have to take a break i hear the music playing in the background And Brian and I will be back with some great more news and jokes and fun and stuff. Tips. That's it. We'll be back with tips. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman, and we're just having a great day on this Saturday. Exactly. It's beautiful outside. And, um, you know, something we don't normally hear in a car business or any kind of thing when you're going shopping is that prices are coming down. Yeah. And surprise, surprise, the the market is speaking and people aren't buying EVs as they've predicted. Uh, 
Um, and and they've got inventory. Apparently, uh, Ford has Lightnings on the lot. They've Mach-E's. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, but I, I, I mean, I, you had the Mach-E. You really liked it. I really, I, I, you know what? I don't like the high, the high-performance one. They call it the GT or whatever. Right, 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 I actually right. don't like that one. I like the middle, middle of the road. And it's, it's a, it's a wonderful all-around EV. Now, but, yeah. Um, oh, oh, okay. So, um, what's that worth? Sixty grand. Okay. And the equivalent. Uh, Gasoline-powered crossover is probably forty-five. Okay, so it does take time to pay that money off. And we were talking about pickup trucks, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, and mm-hmm. the the Lightning, which you tested a while back, mm-hmm. um, which is basically an F one fifty, except it's electric. Yeah, pretty much. It's uh, the F one fifty Lightning is very much an F one fifty, except that it's got a massive battery and two electric motors. And cost-wise, is comparable. What thirty to forty percent more? Uh, yeah, it's about th- if I remember correctly, thirty or thirty-five thousand dollars more than the comparable gasoline-powered. F-150. Right, because all these vehicles practically double in price from one model to the next by the time you add stuff on. Exactly. I think the one I drove was one hundred and eight dollars or $109,000. Imagine that. Well, considering that your entry price was about forty five, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big price to pay. And, you know, if, if you run the numbers, it takes several years for you to break even by buying an, uh, an EV today versus a gasoline-powered F-150. Well, and, and again, I mean, if you're, if you're in business where you need trucks to, to go on service calls mm-hmm. or, or deliveries or stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I guess, so first of all, you need drivers that aren't going to beat the heck out of them. Well, there's, there's that. that. That's a problem. Yes. The difference whether it's gas or electric. Um, and, and uh, you know, the, the repair costs, I mean, are stupid. That's what I, I hated, you know. Being in the commercial business when I, in my in, in the repair shop because mm-hmm. you know as soon as the driver basically didn't think that you, that the owner of the vehicle cared anymore he would just abuse it even worse you know sure. and the next thing you know you're in a war it's like why is my truck in the shop all the time I said well because your driver's an idiot you know <laughs> <laughs> you know those things called curbs he treats it like a road <laughs> exactly yeah exactly road rash um, so uh, but the prices. So, so you're saying that if it, so the commercial market, it, it, the the accountants working for these guys are saying, hang on, um, if if I'm to get this electric vehicle, it's going to take that many more years to pay it off. Yeah, that's uh, you know I've run the numbers several times. Any any time I test an EV where there's a comparable um, internal combustion engine vehicle, I run the numbers, and you know for for small vehicles, it takes six seven years for the the F one fifty in comparable trims. Uh, between a gasoline power and lightning, it it was like eight years, and that and you know the thing is, it's that's dependent on today's charging rates. Right. So if electricity rates go up, your your ROI is going to be you know blown out of the water. It's going to take you know a dozen years for you to break even. Okay, so people were hot for them at the beginning. I yeah. mean, performance is great. Um, cost of recharge was well again, if the numbers stay the same, are relatively good. Um, but but all those people now have they got their cars ready. Yes. All those early adopters have their cars. Whatever it is, you know, whatever they want to drive that's an EV, they have them. Mm-hmm. And what's happening across the board in North America, that's that's this side of the border and the other side of the border, people aren't buying EVs like manufacturers have uh, predicted. But but they, 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 
Now, did they make electrical vehicles themselves because they figured the market wanted it, or because you know the EPA sort of said you got to make a clean car? Uh, it's a bit. It's a bit of both. Right. I mean, the, the EPA hasn't really hasn't forced that, but um, several jurisdictions across North America have you know said that we're we're done with internal combustion engine cars by twenty thirty or twenty thirty five, whatever it is. That'll never happen. Yeah, uh, it, it will absolutely never happen. That we don't. We there, there's not a, there's not enough raw materials to you know to to satisfy battery production for that sort of thing. So that that will never happen. But what's happening with, with all the cars sitting on the lots, it's even happening with Tesla, which mm-hmm. is obviously a very popular EV brand. They've had to lower their prices to, to keep their their cars moving off the lots. Well, right. The whole idea is that you want to ramp up production to, to make it more cost effective. That's right. So, but you've got to move those cars. There's no point in building cars that you can't sell, <laughs> that, right? That's right. So Ford, Ford says that you know the, the F-150 Lightning is moving, mm-hmm. uh, so they've upped production significantly, and they said as a result, they've been able to drop prices. Right, but I also heard uh, something on the radio yesterday that talked about they're still losing thousands of dollars per vehicle. I, I'm certain of that. Yeah, I'm I mean... I'm certain of that. Why, you know, so I, I don't get it. I mean, they figure... In the end, I mean, they must have looked at a big picture to say that it's it's, it's going to be cost effective. We will make a profit. I mean, that's why they're there. Yeah, uh, you know that that's the idea. But I mean, it it it's uh, they have they still haven't solved that problem. And and Tesla doesn't make money on the sales of its cars. It makes money um, through carbon uh, carbon offsets and all of that stuff. Right. And apparently, your, your data. That and your data. That's that's the thing with all of these EVs. Uh-huh. There's um, there you're you're sharing all your driving data with that company who is in turn selling it to third parties. Wow, it's amazing how they come up with uh, different ways to make a profit. Yes, and you know that's that's also one of the things. Like um, GM uh, announced a little while ago that mm-hmm. they are controlling the infotainment system, so they're dumping Apple CarPlay and Android Auto for their own proprietary system because they want to control the in-car data. Okay, but your your phone will link to it just the same. Just uh, just Bluetooth. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they 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 don't want the Apple interface or the Android uh, interface in their car. They've got their own proprietary inter- interface starting next year, and you, you that's the only way you can connect your phone just Bluetooth. Wow. Um, what if you got a rotary phone? Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. You're calling from home, I think. <laughs> All right. If you think you're going to get a newer used well, here, if you're thinking about getting a used car, we got some amazing tips for you to tell you how you got to be very careful. You don't want to get the wrong one. It could be a hot car, but not in a good way. The bad kind of hot. Exactly. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be back with Maureen from uh, Ombic right after this break. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman, and joining us online is Maureen Harquail from Omvic. Maureen, how are you? Good morning. Great to be on your show. Thanks for joining us. I saw last week there was a warning, warning, warning on Facebook, and I, I guess it was generated by you guys, was it not? It was. Um, actually, we had uh, some information that uh, there was a, a group that was uh, selling vehicles or was proposing to sell vehicles, uh, and they weren't registered with Omvic. So um, that's uh, certainly a concern for us, and that's why we let the public know. Exactly, and the whole point being that if you buy from an unregistered dealer, you're on your own if the deal goes south, right? Absolutely, and and uh, you know, in 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 the motor vehicle sales industry, we we call those people who are selling illegally we call them curbsiders, uh, and they're they're a problem out there because of, of course they're they're posing as private sellers and they're pretending to to sell a personal motor vehicle but really they're in the business of of buying and selling vehicles for profit 
without a license or, or a registration from OMBIC, and, and that's illegal in Ontario. Right, and, and, and if you buy from them, you get zero protection. What kind of protection do you get if you're buying from a legitimate dealer? Well, listen, there's a, I think that one of the big things is that if something goes wrong with the, with the transaction uh, and you've dealt with an OMBIC registered dealer, uh, we have the Motor Vehicle Dealers Compensation Fund that mm-hmm. if something really goes wrong, a consumer can make a claim to our compensation fund. So that's one of the big ones. I think the other thing is if you're dealing with a, a registered OMBIC dealer, um, there's other legal protections. For example, there's an expectation uh, that those dealers will act uh, appropriately. They'll they'll follow our code of conduct. Uh, they'll make disclosures, uh, which are mandatory in the in the uh, in the contract, and that they'll really be accountable. They'll be in compliance, and they'll they'll act with respect and professionalism. All right. Now, if you you know you're worried about buying from a curbsider where you don't want to, what's what's a good sign, or how would you find out or realize that these people are illegitimate? Well, the first thing is, is to identify an OMVIC registered dealer is to look for the blue and yellow decal that's on dealership doors and windows. Uh, if you don't see it, so don't, don't see the decal, um, ask to see their, their registration, or you can go online at our website at omvic.ca to really search for that dealer or that salesperson. So that's your first thing to do is are they an OMVIC registered dealer and find that out. And uh, each individual sale is supposed to carry salesperson is supposed to carry their own license with them, correct? Absolutely. And and uh, if a consumer asks to see it, that uh, salesperson and the dealer uh, need to provide that and to show it. Okay. Now, Maureen, if you're looking at a at a used car and you've got some kind of inkling that that something's not right, how do you how do you navigate the the the, the purchase of this car, or or at least look for some signs that somebody is acting as a dealer but posing as as a private seller yeah there's there's some warning signs and and i'll share a few with them a few of them with you this morning um first of all one of the things you should always do is ask the seller for identification and proof of ownership uh if the vehicle isn't registered in the seller's name or it's really it's been registered for a really short period of time that's a red flag um, another one is, is of course, uh, be wary if a seller uh, is refusing an inspection. Um, so that, that's a big one. If, if that seller's not going to, isn't comfortable with you getting an inspection, there's probably something being hidden there. Um, the other one is, is uh, we would highly recommend that uh, purchase that uh, consumers purchase a used vehicle information package. It's called a UVIP, and you get that from the Ministry of Transportation. Another one is really to check um, the vehicle's odometer and whether it's been tampered with. You really need to look for excessive wear and tear on the interior and the exterior of the vehicle. And look at the kilometers. And if the vehicle kilometers are really low and yet the vehicle looks off, you know, that's kind of telling you maybe there's been something done to that odometer. Um, The other thing to know is uh, and to keep an eye out for is uh, whether the seller has more than one vehicle for sale, um, if they're if they're and, and of course whether they're operating out of a an automotive related business such as a repair shop or a gas station, um, they're probably not selling their own vehicle. So those are again some things to keep in mind. And of course the last one is really um, if the price is really really low, it's probably too good to be true. You should be suspicious. <laughs> You know, with the uh, with all these busts that's going on, the car thefts are are crazy right now. It, it, uh, I guess that's also a concern. Is it? Um, 
how do people be, how do people know and, and what happens if they do buy a stolen car? Well, listen, and that's a, that's a problem. Of course, we're all seeing those news stories and, uh, you know, purchasing, purchasing a, a stolen vehicle again, can be a perilous for, uh, for consumers. Again, we, we recommend that uh, people deal with an OMVIC registered dealer because you will have those protections that, that you, that you need, uh, even if you buy a, re- uh, a stolen vehicle. So I think there's, there's things to be wary about, but you can really lessen your risk by buying from an OMVIC registered dealer. So you can find out by asking them for their license. You can find out, you can call OMVIC. Now, OMVIC has a great website, and there's other great tips there as well, is there not? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, even when people are just starting on their car buying process, we're strongly recommending that they come to our website, call us, get some information before you even walk into the dealership or before you even start that, that car buying process. Because for us, we're, we're a consumer protection organization. We want to empower consumers to have all the information that they need so that they can make a smart, safe purchase. Exactly. Way easier to find out beforehand whether to, to, to figure it out after you got burned, eh? Agreed. Agreed. I mean, OMVIC is there to help when things go sideways, um, but we would rather avoid that and, and give people the tools they need before they even start that process. And Maureen, what what I I found very interesting is, you know, we hear about curbsiders in the news, and we're talking about it here in this segment, but it's actually a a major problem. It it it's about half the charges that uh, Omvic laid last year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we laid over two thousand charges uh, last year, and over a thousand of those were made against curbsiders, and that's double the number that we charged in twenty twenty one. Um, it, it's a big concern, and obviously we've had supply issues. Um, all of that really, um, you know, generates more of this, of people trying to to, to get a deal, and, and there's people out there who are prepared to, to, try to, to try to, I guess, hurt uh, unsuspecting consumers. Well, it's the same thing. I mean, you go by a dealership and you don't see any cars in there a lot, you know, you, you want to buy a car, but they don't have anything to sell you. So, so now you're going to go to these, you know, other people or other areas that they're being advertised, um, you know, to, to, to find something. I mean, I, I need a car. And, and uh, But I've heard so many excuses over the, over the years as a repair facility, you know, where I always tell people as well, bring the car in, let's do what we call a pre-purchase inspection. And, and, and I'll call them back or they'll call me back and say, listen, I was going to bring it by, but they said they don't have insurance and, and do you have a dealer plate and can you come and look at it, my premises? And, and I, I always explain to them, these are all excuses for not getting it done and they do have something to hide. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, as I mentioned, you know, that's, that's one of the big ones to, to be on the alert for. If, uh, if someone is refusing to, to let you take that car for an inspection, uh, you know, the warning lights should be going off. Now, a question too. The, you said to check the odometer, but I, I, I know that in the old days they physically had to take the dashboard out and there would be fingerprints or scratches. Um, but now it's even easier. In fact, I found a device that you could uh, adjust odometers on the Internet for relatively cheap. Um, how, how do people back that up or find out that information? Yeah, again, um, you know, if you're dealing with an, uh, an OMVIC registered dealer, um, you know, you can, you'll be provided with a Carfax report, which will show the history of that odometer. For example, when the vehicle went in for servicing, the odometer, will be, the odometer number will be identified. So you'll see the history of that vehicle. Um, and that's the problem, again, if uh, you're not dealing with an OMBIC registered dealer, 
you won't have access to that or you won't be provided that by the seller. Um, again, it's also about looking for excessive wear on the interior and the exterior of the vehicle. Right. But if it doesn't match up, then something's wrong. Again, the warning lights should be going off. No, and especially with COVID and people keeping cars forever, you know, I mean, yeah. there's, there's a big difference between 100,000 and, and 300,000 kilometers. Just, you know, you get in the car and you drive it, it's like, yeah, there's something you, odd here. You can, you can tell. And a great yeah. telltale sign is uh, is pedal wear. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Now, if people want to find out more information, how do they find it? Yeah, so listen, the first thing is, of course, uh, go to our website at omvic.on.ca. Uh, we're there to uh, to provide information, and we uh, we look forward to hearing from the people of Ontario before they start their car buying process. Exactly. And, and don't forget, there's no cooling off period. It's funny Absolutely. how people people think there yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, in Ontario, once you sign that uh, that agreement to purchase that vehicle, uh, the deal is final, and uh, dealers have no obligation to uh, to uh, walk it back. Yeah, actually, I was quite surprised. I remember Dave talking about it years ago because he was a dealer as well. And you know, someone would make a deal and leave a deposit, and then take that deal and go go to another dealer to see if they can get a better price, and then want to come back to dealer number one and get their money back. Uh, uh-uh, uh, doesn't work that way. That's the law in Ontario. <laughs> that that is fantastic. You can't can't quite do that just yet. Maybe on EVs, but uh, with uh, with uh, you know, like Al was saying, this car that I'm driving today, you can't even buy one. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, Maureen, thank you very much for joining us, and and uh, we we do hope that our listeners uh, take care in their automotive purchases. Yes. Do your homework before so you don't get caught later, because it's way easier to prevent it rather than to cure it. Maureen, thank you very much. Keep up the good work at Onvik. Thanks again. It's been a pleasure. All right. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. All right. After the break, we're going to talk about batteries. CEA's got a summer battery program, a bit of a discount, and you're kind of wondering, check them in the summer? I thought we just had to do it in the winter. It's summer too, Al. There you go. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman, and joining us on the line is Nadia Matos from CAA. Nadia, how are you? Good. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good morning. Uh, okay, we're going to play a, a game here. I need you to tell me what this is. Rawr, rawr, rawr. Go ahead. That is your battery on its last leg. <laughs> it's not doing well. It is a sick battery, and it needs to be replaced. Yes, and and uh, and what you don't want to do is uh, is ask somebody if they have a set of booster cables but not the knowledge of how to use them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, all those electronics that these vehicles have and stuff like that, if you don't know how to use them, that can really play havoc. Right. And the great thing about CA's roadside assistance is within a very short period of time, they're going to be there to give you a hand. Well, when all else fails, you know, we advocate uh, on prevention. You know, what can you do so that your battery doesn't leave you in the lurch on the side of the highway? But when all else fails, CA Mobile Battery uh, Service is there for you. So an expert technician will test, replace, recycle your old car battery. So if you find yourself on the side of the road, you can call CAA and they will, uh, again, uh, come and replace your battery. Mm-hmm. And that's that's part of the whole process. You don't have to you don't have to worry about anything. Uh, you know, if you're if you're a CAA member, that that technician will and can uh, replace a dead battery for you right there, and you don't have to worry about getting your hands dirty or getting rid of the battery or anything like that. And you know, oftentimes people will call us because their battery has died once, 
and then maybe twice. Mm-hmm. And you know that after that one time, if your battery has died and it, you're not super at fault, like maybe you left your lights on all at night or something like that, um, you know that it's time for a new battery. And I think that the majority of people don't realize that the, uh, the car battery lifespan is only about three to five years. And that shortens significantly when you've got those, uh, you know, extreme fluctuations of heat in the summer and in the winter months and all those new electronic devices that we're plugging into your vehicle. So that's going to even shorten the lifespan of a battery even more. Exactly. Also, the fact that they've downsized the batteries in the older cars, you know, they used to be big honking, like half the size of your engine compartment. And, and now they're so small. Um, and they've got different kinds of batteries as well. And the unfortunate part is that the, the prices have skyrocketed too, eh? Yeah, I'm not too familiar with the different prices of of batteries because mm-hmm. uh, you know that's just not my uh, that's not what I'm you know into or whatever. You know, I am like a consumer. I need a battery in the moment, and I need to know, uh, you know, in the moment how much it costs. Uh, but uh, you know, definitely, I think what we're seeing um, at CAA is that you know, batteries fail in the summertime, not just the wintertime. And I don't think people realize that a, a battery can lose about three, 33% of its charge faster in those extreme heats compared to in the winter in the wintertime. Well, sure. I mean, we're so used to the olden days when a battery only cost $79 at the local tire store. Um, but you're used to seeing those hoods open and people with cables in the wintertime. But, but now we're seeing it in the summertime as well. Yeah, and I think one of the things that you can do to perhaps prevent that is to, you know, check for those signs of corrosion. Mm-hmm. Start the engine battery if you're not using your car all that much. We know that people are working from home, maybe not taking longer trips as much. You know, start that engine periodically. Uh, you know, get your mechanic if you're not familiar with how you do it, like myself. I don't know how to check an engine cooling system, but mm-hmm. my mechanic sure does. The experts sure do. And so get your mechanic to check the the engine cooling system and and really focus on making sure that your battery is in good health during the summer months and the winter months. No question. So I am a CAA member and I I know my battery is maybe two, three years old and I'm concerned. Um, Do I have to wait for it to die or can I call you guys just to come out and check it? You can come out to to come and check it there. Um, So it just depends on, you know, how busy we are that day and all that kind of stuff and availability of a battery. But you can definitely come and and call us to check it if you have concerns. I mean, if you have no concerns that your battery is, is not functioning, but the moment you hear that clicking, that grinding sound, you know, your your headlights flash on and off. Those are all signs that your battery is not working. And so um, that's important signs to kind of look out for. And when you start seeing those things, you may not, your battery may not even fail, but when you start to see those things, that's a great time to call CAA. Exactly. You know, I pushed the button and I just hear a noise and I'm not sure what it was. I kept trying it. Then eventually it went. Yeah, exactly. And that's what people say. But there, there are so many early warning signs to, to your battery that uh, that's on its last legs. Yeah, and I think, too, if you can um, fully charge your battery as you go from destination to destination, and what I mean by that is that, you know, a lot of people are working from home. They're not driving as much. They're going to, you know, pick up some groceries that may only be like a kilometer away couple kilometers away, a couple minutes away. And so every once in a while, it's important that you just don't stick to those short car trips so that your battery can fully recharge. But 
really try to go for those longer trips if possible uh, just to keep that battery fully charged and functioning. Yeah, people don't realize, you know, when they get boosted, they think that the battery is fixed. And I, I'd have to explain to them that, no, it just got you started. Your battery is still flat, right? And, uh, I mean, if, it, if, if it's a good battery and you take it for or drive for an hour, it'll come back, you know, to a certain percentage. But don't just think that you're going to drive to the corner and back or once around the block and shut it off because your car will still be dead. Yeah, and every time I have had to call CAA for battery service myself, mm-hmm. uh, they ask me, where is your drive home? Like, the, the odd times that my battery has, has died, mm-hmm. um, whether it be in the winter or the summer months, and, they're, and, and I said, well, I'm like uh, 30 minutes away, or I'm 20 minutes away, and they say, good, make sure that you drive it for at least 30 minutes to make sure that the battery is fully charged. If longer, that's great as well. But really, that advice, too, is, is super critical to making sure that your battery isn't flat mm-hmm. and that you're avoiding a dead battery when you get to your location. Now, uh, and if you're not driving, if let, let's say you're somebody who's working from home now, where your whole, you know, how you t- your driving has changed considerably and the car is sitting more than it's been driven, uh, people eventually will sometimes uh, best to put on a tender or a battery charger. Yeah, I mean, if, you're, if you are just doing those smaller trips, and you're not driving those longer distances, it is to get a battery tender, best to get a battery tender. And again, if you don't know how to use a battery tender, then our advice is to to go when you're getting your oil changed or, you know, things done at the mechanic to say, like, here's the situation, I'm working from home and I need to, I'm thinking about installing a battery tender. Can you recommend a device or um, can you show me how to do that? And they'll walk you through the process of doing that. Yeah, not difficult at all. I mean, I've installed a few for people who have a a hobby car and they don't drive it. Yeah, that's the thing. A lot of collector car owners will do it. And, uh, you know, if if a dumb racing driver like me can figure out how to do it, I think a lot of people can figure out how to do it on on their own as well. Now, Maureen, and if they want a battery, you've got a sale going on right now. Well, uh, you know, CA members can save 25% on a purchase of a new CA premium battery. So always important that if you do find that your battery is not, uh, you know, doing very well, we are here to help you with the RCA's mobile battery service. And you get 25% off. $25 off the purchase. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Well, which, which is still pretty significant because, uh, you know, battery, batteries aren't cheap. Correct. And, you know, when uh, all things ladding, you know, they just kind of ladder up and, you know, you got a battery, you've got your fuel, you know, charges, you've got your car maintenance, every little bit helps. Oh, you know what? I want to give another tip, too, for people who thought, you know, maybe want to take your advice and check their battery out. You know, I listened to that lady on the radio and those guys, they said it's really easy. And sure enough, you pop the hood, you see the green stuff on the post and you want to clean it up. Guys, be very careful. It's very corrosive. Yes. <laughs> Leave it to the professionals. My first job at a gas station, I got acid all over my shoes. And I didn't know. And the next day, I had no shoes. <laughs> so, yes, be very careful. If possible. Yeah, yeah, use gloves if possible, and if you don't know what you're doing, don't touch it. There you go. Call your uh, call the CA or call go CAA. by one of their recommended garages, too. They've got a list of uh, shops that will treat you right. Maureen, thank you very much for joining us. Thank Sorry. you very much. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman, and uh, I'm going to enjoy some driving today. Oh, which car? Oh, you should uh, get the Honda? Still, still that Honda Civic Type R, but it's uh, it's worth uh, every moment behind the wheel. Lovely car. 
Don't go too fast, though. No, no, never, never. No, don't break any laws. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because speeding tickets are very expensive. <laughs> yes, take it to the track. Yeah, I, you know, you drive by to any uh, roadside cameras? Uh, they're all over the city. They're uh, all, but, you know, I got to say, <laughs> You know, you got you to gotta love the, the spirit of the people. I'd say about half of them that I drive by have been vandalized. Yeah, yeah. I, it, I, I had to laugh because I, I know that one that I pass on Dufferin Street, obviously somebody with a spray can of paint that, you know, has sprayed right over the glass. Yes. And, and, and then you'd see it cleaned up and then you see it done again. And then finally somebody got really crazy and knock one over i guess sure but why don't they mount them up a little higher that's that's a good question well i think that that's just going to cost more money but i think uh they are there i don't i don't know exactly what the plan is but i see them more and more i drive a lot and mm. i drive a lot on on the same roads and i'm seeing them more and more so that there there's clearly a, a very aggressive campaign in the city at least to install these well they make money at it make huge money yeah, exactly like yeah. i wonder do people just lie down or they say i want a court date you know uh well that depends so I I, th- I think I have two at the moment, and I've I've uh, filed them with the court system just to see what happens. So they weren't they weren't big tickets, and 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 on top of that, it w- it those both of them were were on roads where the 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 natural speed of traffic is much higher. The speed limits are artificially low. Yes, I understand it's the law, but um, when when you're on a three lane road mm-hmm. that. You know sh- where there's no traffic and tra- the flow of traffic should be 80. It's and and the speed limit's 40. It's kind of it's a bit silly, but you know I, I I think I got busted doing 10 kilometers over the speed limit on a wide three lane road with one of these uh, cameras. One of my kids actually failed her G license, the final one, because she was going too slow. Um, uh, but she wasn't. She was actually going the posted speed. Right. And and the, and the examiner said, Oh no no, you have to keep up with traffic. Right. No no no. So yes, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. Well, uh, that, that's that's a story for another. Day. We'll see. We'll see how those tickets turn out. I guess the other concern too is that you know if you take the if you take the same road repeatedly and you don't know that you've got a ticket coming. Yes, you, you could end up with three or four before you finally get them in a snail mail. Probably you get a bunch of them in the mail. It's a surprise. Yeah, that's horrible. Yes. Anyways, we want to thank our guest. We had Natty Mattos, who was just on with us from CAA. They've got a twenty-five dollar off discount. If there's any concern that your car's uh, battery is not working well, you know, get it checked out and replaced before you get stuck. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, even though even though we think about replacing the battery in the winter, it, heat is the enemy of cars. So no yeah. surprise, batteries fail in the summer. Right, and you know when you're supposed to get to that wedding, and uh, and you're standing in your your, your good suit, and <laughs> yeah, your wife's there, and your going, tuxedo. Remember last week I told you to cart, honey. I thought it was fine. Well, you're wrong. Okay, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and now we're stuck. And then either we have to get an Uber or do something. Uh, that's bad news. Yeah, so uh, if you're a CA member, by all means, give them a shout, and they'll love to come hook you up and sell your battery, put one in right away. And and again, if you think you're going to service it yourself, I'm going to clean all that crap off there. Be very careful. It's corrosive. It's uh, it's acid, and it will ruin your clothes and uh, ruin your day. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Especially if the wife says, I told you. <laughs> 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 all right. And also, if you're in the market for a used car, uh, you want to thank Marine too because uh, you know there's so many bad people out there selling vehicles, eh? 
Well, there's a, a lot. I, I, you know, I didn't know it was that. We, you know, we hear about it in the news mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff. I didn't realize that it's a major problem for Onvix. So if you're looking for a used car, make sure you do your research. Go to Onvix's website, and you can find out whether the person you're buying from is a legitimate dealer. And if they're not, there are lots of warning signs. Right, 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 right. And I mean, you know, I, I remember having a fight with a guy years ago who wanted me to do something, and then I went, no. And he went... Yeah, and you give me my money back. I said, this is not Eaton's, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's not how it works. No. I no. mean, I, I, I like to think that I have a, we, we, we take care of people and we, we do them right, but there's no big sign that says money back guarantee. You know? Right, exactly. Customer's always right. <laughs> so, well, sometimes. <laughs> Carlos, I want to thank you very much for uh, doing a great job. Are you, are you taking a run this week? Is there another marathon happening shortly? <laughs> no, 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 no. He's just going to enjoy the, the, the lovely weather like we are, Al. That, that sounds great. And you're going to put the top down? and well, if, if I had a convertible, I would. But, uh, yeah, I'll put the windows down at least. Now, as much as you love this Honda, apparently if, if, if I like your, uh, your report on it, I can't go buy one anyways. No, exactly. They're sold out for three years, and there are none on the used car market in Canada. Wow, wow. And, and that Toyota uh, with the Type R? Is the it? Uh, GR Corolla? Mm-hmm. Uh, which I've driven a bunch of times. Same sort of situation. Uh, you can't buy them. They're they're all sold out. And if you do want to buy one, you can find them on the uh, used car market for $30,000 over list. Wow. I, you know what? I'd go and buy a Mach-E. They got them. Yeah. And you know what? They're, I mean, for an EV, it's a, it's a decent car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I drove that one. I couldn't believe the uh, the speed. Yeah, they're, well, they're all pretty. They're all pretty quick. But uh, you know, it it the the EV business is changing, and uh, and and uh, well, you know, we'll see how this goes over the next couple of years. But uh, it seems like consumers still like their internal combustion engine cars. Yeah, I mean, temperatures are going up. Um, I, I'm surprised that we haven't had a brownout recently, and 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 how we're going to support? We don't have the infrastructure. I'm told. Well, that that's what they say. I don't know who they are, but uh, they say that uh, the infrastructure isn't going to support uh, support uh, mass EV adoption. But uh, you know, we'll we'll see. But con- right now, consumers are speaking. The market is speaking, and they generally don't want EVs. <laughs> I found that the other day uh, again on on Facebook, where everybody's anonymous, so they can say whatever they want. <laughs> yes, uh, somebody was. Complaining about a Tesla, and everybody else said, "Well, you're, just an, you're an idiot for buying one in the first place." Precisely. Wow. Wow. You know, you know, just just like we have all these tips for people buying um, used cars, mm-hmm. there there are also tips for buying new cars. And you know, as much as I love what what Tesla's done as a business, not a big fan of their cars. No. And if you're going to take the time to listen to a program like us or reach out and and ask us for advice, yes, maybe you ought to take it. Some it's, <laughs> it, and it's great when people take our advice. That's what we're here for, right? It's 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 like the you know the, the, the talking people from Omvic. It's way easier to prevent this thing from happening than fixing it afterwards. That's right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in. Drive safe. Have yourself a great weekend, and we'll see you next week on Dave's Corner Garage. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.